Hey, Alex. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Super duper excited. Why is that? Sad. Like this is this is a little bittersweet for me that um, I'm excited to get into the playoff season, but it also starts to signify the end of the year because. To some degree, some teams are out of the playoff mix for us. But next week, at least this week, everyone's got a little something to play for. But then next week, people start falling by the wayside. And like four teams won't have anything left to play for. And we're just closer to the finish line. So, you know, happy and sad. Okay. Fair. I have a question I, for you, Steve. My, yeah. Did you ever thought we would get here this season? To the end of the season in the playoffs? I definitely wasn't 100%, but I think of the when we were all talking, I was the one who had the most confidence that this billion-dollar industry was going to find a way to bring us to the finish line. But I, when I found out they weren't doing the bubble, I was a little more nervous. But uh, I think barring something really weird, I think we're going to get a, a week 16, which is all we need. It's a very good point. There's no way they were losing that much money. Yeah, with the fact that that game went on last week said, like, I don't know what would have to happen for it to not be a week. All right. But are you guys ready? Alex, it's the, it's the game sweeping the nation. Uh, what game is that? 10 by 10. Oh, yeah. Okay. I forgot about that one. I really feel like we need a theme song. This is really of the of the areas you have failed me like in life. This is like in the top of the list. I mean, I came up with, with one for mine. Well, you know, like you know, a, "Keep on Loving You" by Ario Speedwagon or something by Styx. Yes. Or just Bowling for Soup. Yes, yes. Okay. Or maybe the yeah. NYPD theme song. Yes. All, All right. right. I know you're not going to put any effort into this yet. But I will, I will hope one day that's going to change. But for now, guys, number one, it's pretty exciting. We uh, And you guys have to deal with this. I'm going to be watching the game as we talk. We actually have a Tuesday night game on as we play. And like the last time, there is something a little bit on the line here. Because while the playoffs are set, we have the six teams that are in and the four teams that are out. There's still some seating issues to go on. So... And that impacts all three of us as far as none of us know who we're playing next week. I know the, the suspense is killing me. Actually, I would rather just be comfortable that I'm in the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. And <laughs> I, I really don't care if I am six or I am, well, I can't be three or four or somewhere in between like five. Well, it's, well, you uh, you don't care, and the kicker that could uh, knock you down from three to or four to six is about to see if he can not shank a kick right now from forty two yards. Live time radio says it's up and good. Okay, when was the last time you made the playoffs, Lucas? I know we joked about when your last win was, but was it two uh, years? Nineteen thirty two. Awesome. <laughs> it's. It's felt like 84 years. It, I, I have no idea. It's been a long time. That was pretty close to 84. Well done on the fly. Oh, nice. <laughs> I would trust you over that because you have, <laughs> you know, the math genius in the head there. So, What about you, Alex? Last time you made the playoffs. 
five years ago? Come on now. It's been a while, man. I Yeah, it's been a while. I have not had good luck. How do you not know? I'm surprised you don't. <clears throat> yeah. Me too. I, I'm going to take the L on that one. Did you not do your research, research before the show here, Steve? No, I got the Rona. It kind of screwed me up. Uh, don't don't excuses, worry. I'm looking, excuses. I'm, lo- I'm looking into my past, so I'll update when I figure it out. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on. Alex and I are always, uh, you know, going for the championship of the toilet bowl every year. So it's it's been a while since either of us have been in the playoffs. <laughs> yup. Well, this was number six on my list, but I'm actually going to go here first. One of the things that'll be interesting about this year. Unless Cam win, unless Cam wins this year, we're gonna have our first new champion in seven years. The last six titles have only been, been shared by four peoples, and one of them is out of the league, and the other two haven't made the aren't in this year. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cam, you need to lose. I, I, we need some fresh blood in here, up at the championship table. Well, you're gonna double that sentiment if you lose tonight and have to play Cam next week. Uh, sure. I'll double down on that. Right. It is a, yeah, it's, it feels kind of weird. Like the good news is all four of us do the podcast are in the playoffs. The bad news is we're going to play some combination of each other next week. So two of us will be happy next time we're sitting in this chair and two of us will not. Yeah. Alex, do you have any thoughts on that topic? Um, I'm actually just going back through my league history and it may be more than six years. So I'm just, I keep scrolling down and just get sadder and sadder. Okay. We will move on. I Um, barely made the playoffs in 2015. So, okay. And then before that, oh my gosh. Uh, and then I made it in 2012. I made it. <laughs> Welcome I made, back. I made it to the playoffs three times this decade. Well, do me a favor. My next one is going to be for Lucas specifically. So look and see his last playoff appearance while I do that. Okay. So Lucas, Clyde Edwards Alaire gets declared active before the game. You play him, as you would think most people should, and then he takes zero snaps. Well, it seems like a softball question from you there, Steve. Do you you really want to get me triggered on this? You want you really want me to go off on this one? I think it's a healthy catharsis. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so of course you're gonna play him if he's gonna play, and he's eight o'clock game and he's questionable, but everything I read say he's gonna be active for the game. Awesome, great, I'll keep him in. Sure, I've got a backup running back in there, and uh, but he plays at four, so I would had to make that call early and yeah, so then you see Bell in every single time, and there he is on the sidelines. And then by, like, what, the second or third drive, he's got his jacket on. And I may have uttered a few obscenities to that. But uh, luckily, it, um, this game tonight that I am, I am winning by 0.6 points at the, at the moment um, and will lose very shortly here in the next 30 minutes or so, um, wasn't needed to, to get me in the playoffs. So... Water under the bridge. I mean, rant-wise, that lacks some of the sweary words I thought I was going to hear. 
I'm trying to think of other words that don't start with an F that I could use. Um, <laughs> Cause I don't know if people listen to this with children present or not. Um, but yes, no, it, I think what's worse for me is the fact that I am going to lose to Kelly yet again. Like I cannot beat her. I, I think it's been like three or four years since I've beaten her. Um, so you've and, never won uh, this during the rivalry season. No, I, I think I won it early on, um, but at least the past few years, right? Because she's been league champ. It's just yeah. been, I've had no chance. Um, luckily, our matchup has not been for the winner to make it in the playoffs yet. So that's why we're still married uh, and happily <laughs> married. Um, and uh, my prediction at the beginning of the season almost came to pass, but but did not. I thought it'd be quite ironic if, came down the opposite way and it came down to her beating me this week to knock me out of the playoffs instead of the other way around. But uh, no, luckily that did not happen. How's the champ holding up with not making the playoffs this year? Um, she was, the fire is gone. The fight, the fire is gone, right? She was just not caring this week and just like, Oh, well, Oh, look, you know, Justin Tucker missed a field goal. Oh, well. Um, oh, look, I think I'll throw Mitch Trubisky in there because he's playing the Lions. And Lamar Jackson is, you know, wasn't active yet. And, and who knows how he would have played tonight. So, um, yeah, I'll pick the guy going against the Lions. Right? Like, there was just uh, not a lot of research in this week. Just making sure she had people playing. And she's still going to beat me. I hadn't thought about that. Like, if her playoff life was on the line to have to sit there and make a decision on Mitch Trubisky versus Lamar Jackson, like, when it mattered, oh, that'd be, be gut-wrenching for me. So, I guess small victory there for her long-term health. If something was on the line, she would have overthought it, and she would have had 20 points less than she does right now. So, that's just the way it went for her this season. Okay. It was definitely, yeah, the more plan she did not have a good year and you definitely caught some bad breaks in this week 13 with that hilarious situation and your linebacker that got injured stretching right before kickoff oh yeah two minutes before kickoff he decides to get injured no sorry we're out no no warning we're done thanks man so alex do you have our answer last time lucas made the playoffs 2018 okay really Lucas over here ago. trying to act like a brother in arms over here. Me and Gordy over here fighting for our lives the past 10 years. <laughs> I did not make the playoffs two years ago, really. You barely made it. You were team number seven. Only six teams so make the playoffs. Your team so number didn't s- make it. 10, 9, 8, 7. Yeah, your team number six. Okay. Yeah, because okay, you know, it's a place like 10, it. 9, 8, 7. Yeah. Okay. Wait, maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm pretty sure. So, we talked about it briefly, but here's what we know about the playoffs. Carly locked in at one. Bobby locked in at two. Cam locked in at three. The three of us will be some combination of four, five, six, based on how tonight goes. Matt's in at seven. Jason's in at eight. And then Kelly or Derek will flip-flop nine, ten, based on how tonight goes. So outside of your own situation, what is the most what intrigues you most about the current playoffs setup or this playoffs in general? Well, first of all, I would just like to clarify in 2018 
I was I was like eight. <laughs> that was the year Gordy oh, was one and twelve, right? You were sick. You were Chuck Norris action pants, right? It was Cam. Yeah. Oh, never mind. That was Lucas. Yeah. Twenty eighteen. Okay, then I'm looking at the wrong year. Okay, we don't have to uh we don't have to dwell on this. What what intrigues me about the current playoff situation? Yes. Um, the fact that I think it's anybody's, it's anybody's, uh, to win. Um, I do not think that our first round by teams are finishing out the season strong. And I think that's leaving the door wide open for everybody else. This, this could be a year that a six seed wins it again. Okay. I think that's pretty fair. What about you, Alex? I don't think the sixth seed is going to win it because I think I'm the sixth seed. And uh, I've had a strain of very bad luck. Um, so we'll see. I feel like I don't I don't know if it's average for people to get like 170 points like you did this week, Steve. But I feel like that happens to me like an insane amount. But it's not like I deserve to win anyway because I'm not getting a lot of points. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just having an off year. I feel like there's just a couple teams. I I I do feel like earlier in the year we thought Carly was just like a shoe in, but now I don't. I really don't think that's that's it at all because I, she's had a couple of weeks that are just gosh awful, and if she only needs one in the playoffs to be kicked out, so I do think it can be a couple of people that are stuck between. But people like me probably know. So I think you guys might answer my next question: Carly versus the field in the playoffs. The field. At this point, I have to say the field. Um, I don't feel as strongly like her players are starting to kind of not do as well as they have all season the past few weeks. Right. And, uh, and it showed. So <laughs> Noel agrees. Um, yeah, I think I, I'm with you. I think it's an open race, but to handicap, but I still would have Carly as the favorite, but no, I don't, I think it's not over 50% likely. So I was, I'm with you guys on the field. If McCaffrey is back on the other bracket, Kelly versus the field. I'm sorry, I didn't create your whole question. In if the um, in the consolation comes back. If McCaffrey comes back, Kelly versus the field of in her 14 playoff. The field still. Yeah, I, I I'm I have Matt in that bracket. Um, I was very very happy to see that he wasn't. The top, he did not make the top six. He was the one I was concerned about most in the playoffs. Um, his team's really coming on late. So this week again, too, right? Yeah. Man, you guys are good. You're getting at my questions. That was another one. Which, uh, who are you most glad to not make the playoffs? You're going to take Matt. I'm picking Kelly. I think that all the pieces were coming back one week too late. Michael Thomas, Travis Kelsey, Christian McCaffrey. No, thank you. I am I am glad I do not have to deal with that. What about you, Al? Who's the team that you are most glad did not make it? Hmm. I'm gonna say Matt too. I think I don't know. Just uh we're we're all talking about like if Kelly can get Chris McCaffrey to come back, but Matt does have a good team and he has uh Vikings running back whom's name escapes me at this moment. Dalvin Cook, thank you. Just a little brain fart there. But yeah, so he does have a good team. So I'm glad I don't have to face him. 
Okay. What about this? Who is who is the actual NFL player you are glad you do not have to deal with in the playoffs? I will go first. For me, I am just so thankful to not have to deal with the stack of Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers. That just that game Sunday was just a perfect example. Like Rodgers is playing well, but Jones is kind of contained, kind of contained. 70-yard touchdown run. It just feels like you can just never exhale with that team. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good one. I don't really have a player like that, though. I don't really like have like a player that I hate going against because I feel like the players that always do the best are usually come out of, like, I don't want to say nowhere, but like they just have like the best weeks that they've ever had. So I'm not really like afraid of like the top tier players. I'm always expecting those guys. I don't know if that makes sense. Because like when I played against Steve, I wasn't expecting um, what's his face, Darren Waller. Yeah, I wasn't expecting Darren Waller to get like 40 points. When I went against uh, who was it, Bobby, when his quarterback was on by, I didn't expect Ryan Tannehill to get 60 something points. <laughs> There's there's this little tradition I have with a friend of mine named Luke, and every week he like looks at fantasy. He's like, "Oh my gosh, this guy already has thirty points before half," and I'm like, "I'm playing him." And nine times out of ten, that that's the situation. Those are the players I hate to play. So you know what I mean? It's never like the top tier, like Dalvin Cooks, because I'm expecting him to get like thirty something points against me. So if you and I wind up playing in the first round, you're not too concerned about chubb or james robinson or tom brady you're like that damn dj chark is gonna get me no i'll be i'll be afraid of like tom brady because like this isn't like his year like you know his top year but like when he's against me chubb no i think he's just gonna do good he's gonna do well chubb's missed this isn't a 10 for 10 but i just saw this chubb has missed six games this year he is number five in rushing yards in the nfl that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Alex, Check, uh, pick right now, I know we are God, eight months away from the draft, give or take. Who would be your keeper next year? Josh Allen. And that's Saquon. Probably. Uh, right now, no, because I don't really know like how well his like, recovery thing is happening, you know? So like if I had to pick now, I wouldn't pick him because it's way too much of a risk. If they you know say I mean? he's healthy. If yeah. they say he's healthy, I would probably keep him. Okay. Like he's still like even if you look now, he still remains without a target return date. Even in the next year. They don't know. That's fair. Well, I mean, it's an ACL injury. It's a year, typically, 8 to 12 months, so we're pretty low under that trajectory. But I hear what you're saying. But So it would be Saquon, if it was an injury situation, you're keeping J. Allen over Deshaun Watson in this moment. Over Deshaun Watson, yeah. I just like the guy. Lucas, yeah. any doubt? Is it Mahomes and not even worth thinking about? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Seems like a solid pick. If you have the number one pick in the draft, that that player better be your keeper. Otherwise, you kind of made a mistake. <laughs> Jason had the number two pick and traded his keeper for well, there's later. No, there's no mistake because he's not on his roster anymore. So he'll he'll have some choices to make. Uh, so, yeah. So I'm looking into Barkley's surgery, too. I'm sorry. I like, keep talking into it. So not only after he tore it, he had to wait six weeks before he had surgery. He also had meniscus surgery 
And also he was asked if he would elect to not play without a contract extension and he refused it. He said he didn't want to talk about it. So there's so much that's just like, no, right now with him. Well, Lucas, you're our, you're our resident pro on the ACL surgery. You've dealt with that. But I thought a couple of things. I think you're supposed to wait for an yeah, ACL. Yeah, you have to wait for it to heal. And then, the, yeah, but like. And a meniscus tear, I also thought was fairly not unusual to happen when you tear your ACL. Yeah, it usually happens all at once, but it's just like they still don't have like a full recovery. I like discussion about them either. Okay. So I don't know. No, I get it. I get why there would be trepidation. Yeah. Last five weeks, Kyler Murray's point totals 55, 42, 37, 19, 31. Herbolic saying he sucks, but have we has he lost elite status? For the rest of the year, do you think? No. I think he's good. He just I had the one bag week. That was the 19, right? The other one sounded pretty good. Well, again, we're not saying bad. We're saying is he lost elite? Is he no longer elite? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why I'm saying it's anybody's, it's anybody's playoffs now, right? Like, he was way up there, 40s and 50s weekly. You could count on that. And past three or four weeks, he hasn't been. So... Um, I'm, I'm hoping he is not elite anymore, (laughs) um, because then that also hurts that you gotta, you gotta figure that takes away points from Hopkins then too, for, to, um, you know, with that, that double dip. So, oh yeah, absolutely. I want to look at Cam's running back situation real quick. He obviously lost Antonio Gibson. I don't think you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they've announced anything formally, but if the injury they knew right away, he was done for the game. I doubt he's coming back anytime soon. Uh, They have said Josh Jacobs is unlikely for next week. And Kareem Hunt is averaging seven points a game over the last three, leaving Cam one starting running back who is coming off the COVID list, James Conner. Do you think he goes in? Is he going to the playoffs with the needle pointing down right now? Is this a? Would you be pretty nervous if you were in that situation? Um. Yeah. Right. You know. Ever since uh, Chubb came back, that's that's eaten into Hunt's points for sure. Um. Just like with me and Edwards Alaire and and Bell being signed, sort of thing. Um. So you, you hate to see that with your one healthy guy. Um. Yeah. Gosh, I didn't know Jacobs was not coming back. Um, but again, you only have to start one running back. Um, granted, the the running back that can catch the ball is probably your best option in the flex because you get the rushing and the receiving points. Um, so I, I could see your point there of, of needing two, but um, I don't know. He's he's got. He's got Robbie Anderson sitting on his bench because he was on a bye this week, so he can throw him into the flex. Um, oh, but he's got Jacoby Myers in the other wide receiver slot, so eh. yeah, it, there, there's some work to be done there, or or some praying, or some finger crossing, right? That that's something uh, somebody gets healthy and does well. Um, I think if Connor comes back and is active, uh, Connor takes that slot for him. Um, then Anderson replaces Jacoby Myers, and then he just hopes for the best. So you're keeping Kareem Hunt as a starter. You're plugging in 
Connor for Antonio Gibson and then replacing Jacoby Myers with Robbie Anderson. Yep. Yeah. It's functional, but it's definitely uh it maybe it's a little more red flaggish just because Herbert had a really bad game, but it was against the Patriots, so you can't read too much into that. Going to move into round two of the playoffs. I'm gonna start with you on this one, Alex. If you're Bobby, you have Russell Wilson as your starting quarterback, but he's only averaging 28 points a game in the last four games. Russell plays at Washington that week where they are a pretty good defense, eighth against quarterbacks, or you can play Ryan Tannehill against the Lions. What are you doing in that situation? So this is, this is, a, this is a genuine flashback to when I had Russell Wilson on my team. So – no matter what happens, if you play Russell Wilson, he'll do bad. And if you don't play him, he's going to be great. I would play Ryan Tannehill in Detroit. Absolutely. But since I would do that, Russell Wilson will drop 60 points. So take out the I'm snake bit thing. Just if one of us was in that situation, what would Ryan you do? Tannehill against Detroit? Absolutely. Okay. Makes sense. Lucas? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the keywords there are against Detroit, um, <laughs> right? I, I mean, we're 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 not lying here. Where that's the one um, positive of being a Lions fan is you know how well opposing teams, opposing quarterbacks do against your team, right? If, if you watched any of the Lions Bears game, that's all the commentators wanted to talk about was how Mitch Trubisky was a super whenever he played the Lions. Like he was pedestrian any other game, but whenever he played the Lions, he put up huge numbers. Um, it, it just happens against Detroit, right? And and you're right. You know, we were talking up Russell Wilson at the beginning of the season, but raise your hand if you've had Russell Wilson on your team and he's done this for you in a previous season. Yeah, right. Everybody's got their hands raised. So literally audience, everybody has their hands raised. Yeah. So guess what? It's the end of the season and he's coming back down to earth. Um, So, yeah, it it would hurt. It would be tough, especially because it's in the playoffs and it doesn't feel right. But I would definitely put Tannehill in. You do have to be kind of careful, though, against the Lions, because a lot of the teams just end up resort to just running plays because it's all they have to do. Because they just run and run and run and run and get touchdowns because there's nothing that can stop them the run at all. And you've got Derrick Henry, so. Exactly. So that's what happened with um, Vikings running back. Oh, my gosh. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. That's what happened with Dalvin Cook. He just, he just kept running. Nobody could stop him. Didn't have to throw. So. <laughs> so it's not a bulletproof plan, but at this point, you guys would start Tannehill. Yeah, it's, it's basically one or the other is going to go off. Which he has Derrick Henry though, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both might go off, but there's a very probability that either Derrick Henry just has an insane game or Tannehill just has an insane game. Because they're just going to get an insane amount of points. I just, I don't know. We'll see. I could be wrong. So before we transition to whatever else we... Oh, actually, no. Before we do that, Alex... I, I had made a request of you this week. You sure did. You made a request. It was an easy request, though. You requested that I put together the fantasy football Pro Bowl team with the most heart. And I did just that. And let me tell you, Steve, it was not hard because there's a lot of characters out there with just a whole lot of heart. 
A lot of people wanted to make this team. Sadly, they did not. QB. Where'd hold on, you hold, go? On, hold on, hold Made on, hold on. Yep. hold on, hold on. Stop, stop, stop. Yep. Lucas, Alex's all heart team. Do you have any guess, any one player you knew he was supposed to I was going to have you guess. I was going to make this oh. the one for one. Oh, gotcha. Disregard. Right on here, now. Now. Oh, yeah. QBs, guys. QBs, who do you think has the most? Alex, if, okay, question from Lucas. Oh, no, no. I, I'm raising my hand because I know the answer to the your QB question. You may not. But oh, yeah, no, no, crap. The, the, no, I don't. The right answer is is who I think it, it is. So if you guess someone else, you're just automatically wrong. Um, QB, well, who do you think it you is? Who do you think it was, Lucas? You probably thought it was J. Allen. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, it might be him. Who knows? No, it's not. Who is it? Die on air, Noel. I, I don't want to have to take you to the hospital and trust these guys to finish the show. All right. So, oh, geez. All right. I'm going to Gardner Minshew. Good guess. Oh, that's I, really. I also have an honorable guess. mention. So there's two quarterbacks it could be. So all heart team. Uh, this is going to be not correct either. But I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins. Ooh, both wrong. QB all heart Pro Bowler 2020. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the man, the oh. myth, the legend. The man that keeps on going out there, even though they keep trying to chuck two out there, and he keeps playing his darndest. Yeah, yeah, that is the that is the Alex Turner. QB. Oh yeah. Hey, Alex, I'm gonna pause real quick, Luke. I want to check in. You said you were only up on by less than a point on Kelly, but I'm showing a point and a half. Did they make a stat correction? <laughs> I wonder if he missed another field goal or an extra point. All right. Well, oh, but you're seeing the same thing. It's about a point and a half right now. Uh, I must have made a stack correction. Maybe it was like originally 39, then 40 yards or something. But I'm sorry. Anyway. Yep. All right, Alex, who is your next one? Oh, honorable mention to Alex Smith. You know, almost dying and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's that hurting his... beating the undefeated Steelers. Yeah. And then, you know, then hurting his, you know, other good leg and then still winning. So. A lot of heart there. Wow, That's man. true. I saw the steel shot, uh, the still shots of his foot after he got cleated. That was messy. Mm -hmm. Running back. You guys think it? So I have a quick question. Uh, yeah. Does this player have to currently be on an active NFL roster? Yep. Okay. Unless he was let go recently, and I didn't research it. Uh, I was going to go Adrian <laughs> Peterson, but the, the fact that you were like, huh? What would Alex's requirement for an all-heart running back? You're not married to any running back that I know of. I originally want to say AP. I'm going to walk myself back from that. This Thinking is an easy one. Frank Gore. This is an easy one if you think about it. You'd think. Mm -hmm. it's, not good. it's not good podcast if we sit here silently. So I'm going to pull this up. And yeah, I... I have no easy if I think about it, but I have no idea. I I will go Austin Eckler. I'm not. I'm in the same. No, I would have agreed with you, Lucas, but he said unless this guy was released, and I didn't know, and it's the only thing screwing with my head right now. Um, <clears throat> you know, you say that, but like you're talking to a guy that started Gardner Minshew last week in his uh, ten and zero league. God, you so, suck. I just, so bad. Yeah. 
I then, lost because of that. Bo, Bo Scarborough. Todd Gurley. Steve, you had it. It's, it's the boy Frank Gore. He's oh! out there at 38. He's not starting. He's just going to teams, cashing some checks, playing his darndest. Good for him. 2020 all-heart Pro Bowl player, Frank Gore. Welcome to team. Wide receiver. Who you got? This one's easy, too. You're in the old man posse right now, so I'd almost be inclined to go Larry Fitzgerald, but I'm guessing that is not it. Uh, what would Alex's, what would your requirement be? I don't think there's any wide receivers with big bushy beards. There's nobody really old at the wide receiver position. It can't be AJ Green. You've got a soft spot for him, but he's terrible. Oh, God. I, I like your guess of Larry Fitzgerald. That's what I'm going with. I am going to go with Alex Turner's all heart wide receiver. Oh, God. Devontae Parker of the Dolphins. Crazy because you said the guy's name again, Steve, and then you changed Larry Fitzgerald. Jeez. Welcome I to the all heart. Pro Bowl team, class of 2020. However, A.J. Green was also in my consideration, except he did super bad this year and had a lot of plays where it looked like he did not try. So, How was he in consideration when he looked like he quit a few times during the year? That's what I'm saying. He looks like he quit this year, so I was like, no way. But before that, he was forced to play on the Bengals. So. <laughs> Fair call. All right. Flex spot. Who you got? This 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 is an Alex pick. This might this one might be hard. Adrian Peterson, you okay. you love that guy, and he's okay. a lion now. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm gonna quickly scroll down the list here and point my finger at. Um, no, that's not it either. I have no idea. Um, gentlemen. Close. Danny Amendola. Oh, wow. How? I was close. How? Adrian Peterson was also in consideration, but Danny Amendola has had a concussion probably every 25 minutes, and he keeps on going back out there. <laughs> Being that slot receiver, not giving up. So this year I wanted to give a special shout-out to him, if he could still understand it. Oh, <laughs> Love you. Got a lot of heart. Pro Bowl Team 2020. Anyway, kicker, who do we got? Young Waiku or Matt Bryant. There's nobody else. I was going to say Bryant. that's why I asked if they had to be on a roster because Matt yeah. Bryant was going to be my for sure pick. I wrote Matt Bryant down, but then I was like, no, it should be a roster because I just say Matt Bryant every year. Young Waiku, uh, I think you share my appreciation of Falcon receivers. Or is this a place kicker or can it be a punter? It's a kicker. Oh, okay. Steve knew um, I would pick punters. Fox would be out there say, immediately. I was going to say, I was going to go with Fox as, as my kicker if, if punters were included here. So, um, um, he's a guy who's bounced around a lot. And Robbie Gold. Oh. It's a good answer. He was actually the other consideration, too. Yes, so I'm so close. He, he was one of the three. It was between him, Matt Prater, and our winner, Young Waku. 
Yes. Yeah, big shoes okay. to fill. Dare I say the biggest possible shoes? Agreed. He He's doing a great job. So that is Alex's 2020 Pro Bowl full hard team. And this has been Alex's one for one. The game sweep in the world. Well, Alex, I thought that was a good one. Thank you very much. Mm hmm. All right, so we are going to get into our 10 for 10. Wait, Just what? My, our, sorry, our, our rankings for the week. I apologize. That's so okay. Last, There's 10 rankings, too. It's confusing. Absolutely. Okay. We had a new number one last week with Cam. Carly fell to two. Bobby at three. Lucas, you kept four. I stayed fifth. Matt moved up a spot to six. Jason, seven. Xander, you held on to eighth. Derek was nine, Kelly was ten, and before you guys start guessing, this was done with the assumption that Kelly is going to beat you, Lucas, and it was going to be by the projected had going into tonight, where I think it's like a two or three point win for her. So, having said all that, oh, a couple of prefaces I wanted to say here before I forgot. Um, just an FYI, Bobby Carly, because I know this is vital for you as you think about your fantasy football season. Next week's rankings, um, your lineups are frozen, so however your teams do or don't do this week will not factor into your rankings. And then, two, as we talk about this teams this week, there's kind of a thing in at least the fantasy football communities that I am in where this is kind of called uh, Losers Monday, which is basically a not-polite way of saying let's take some that time to acknowledge the teams that do not get to kind of go on. So we might spend a little more time on those four teams than we do on the six of us who uh, are lucky enough to get moving on. So having rambled all of that, number 10. Kelly. Uh, Derek. Despite winning this week, was 10, stays 10. Our champ, unfortunately, is right now going to be in the 10th spot going into the playoffs. This was just a, my goodness, what a, what a just a terrible year from an injury perspective for her. Mm-hmm. It's been a rough year, no question. You know, she may not make the playoffs, but it's probably nice to get out of the year, try to go for the $5 fun playoff. And you know what? She doesn't have to compete against the $5 reigning champion. So she's got that going for her. But uh, it, it was just bad luck this year, and I know she'll come back next year. Easy peasies. This, this isn't a bit. I'm just feeling like a jerk right now. I remember last week, Alex, you squeaked by by a point. Did this come down to the wire as far as the Monday night game, or did we know pretty early on? I'm trying to remember how. My defense versus her kicker weren't sure if the Pittsburgh game was going to get delayed. Yep. That's if, right. Yep. If the Pittsburgh game got canceled, um, Alex would have won by it like a point or a point and a half with the, point the backups points. in place. Yeah, I would have won by two, point two points. But then the game um, went and happened anyway, and then I yep. won, won by like 1.2 or something like that. And, and it was even close because I think Tucker hit a field goal at the end of that game. So it took mm-hmm. points away from his defense and gave it to her, but it just wasn't enough. So that's right. She had to agonize over this until the very end because that game did come down to the very end. It did. 
what was you talked earlier that Kelly was, is kind of dead inside at the moment. What was it like to be in the room for that situation last week where she was very much alive? I think she had pretty much resigned to the fact that she wasn't making the playoffs uh, before last week. Um, so it really wasn't. And when it came down to that game, like she, she didn't expect much, right? She wasn't getting her hopes up. Um, so the fact that she lost wasn't as devastating as you might think. Now that I think about it off the top of my head here, though, if she did pull off that win last week over Alex and then beat me this week that it looks like she's going to do, I'd have to do the math, but I bet you she's in the playoffs. Oh, she's in because Alex is five and eight instead of six and seven. Yeah. So, Alex, for all so, the complaints you do about bad luck. Sorry, go ahead, Lucas. No, I was going to say, so with that being said, I'm not sure if she's realized that yet because um, I'm sure that that would hurt even more. But, you know, that happens to all of us. That you, you can always point to one game or one roster change or something like that that if you would have done it differently, things would have worked out a lot different. That's true, and I think she's kind of – last year she had a year like Carly's had where every pick hit, and this year every pick missed. So she brought – she. She kind of just dealt in extremes the last two years. Mm-hmm. It's we were talking about this a little bit on the show. I don't know if you have any insight, if you have any thoughts. Like the the obvious answer may be that Michael Thomas is the keeper next year, but my God, that kid in Minnesota looks really, really good. Justin yeah. Jefferson. I'm wondering if that might be your keeper. Yep. Um, you know, I think a lot of it might have to do with Breeze as well. Right. You know, he's, he's getting up there. He's injured right now. Um, I would assume he comes back next year, but uh, no, that'll be, that'll be an interesting decision. So, I mean, and you guys always overlook this and, and, and talk past it. Um, A few weeks ago, you all just like trashed her pick of, of Travis Kelsey saying it was way too early, but if you throw tight ends and wide receivers in together Kelsey is the third leading receiver in our league right now. Yes, he's a tight end, but he's the number one, or he's the number three wide receiver behind Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. So on top of Justin Jefferson being number five, and you're not even talking about Michael Thomas, right? So it gets to your point, Steve, of how you're glad that you're not going to have to face her in the playoffs because there's some hidden gems in there. I will abs- I will absolve myself of the tr- bashing Travis Kelsey. Now I said I thought it was a, I thought it was an appropriate pick when she made it in the first round. But to your, I did not know she up he had moved up to number three. That's that's definitely a pick that has paid off. Then so, I just this isn't bashing. I just think he's gonna be thirty one. You know me. I talk about school with Julio Jones. I'm just I'd rather get out of a get away from a guy a year early than stay a year too late. So. That's just the reason Travis Kelsey would be off the board for me as a consideration next year. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think he's a keeper, um, you know, especially if we don't have a designated tight end spot. Um, but he's still going to go high in the draft, and he should. So, um, But, yeah, no, it's Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, I, I nobody saw that one coming. I mean, no. there's always a rookie every year, but I, I didn't think it would be him. If either of you are fortunate enough to win the championship, is this the team you want to name, or is there somebody else in this group of four that you'd rather get to name? 
Who we got? Matt, Jason, Kelly, and Derek. Well, Jason already knows his team name if he if he loses, right? <laughs> um, I think I might have fun with Kelly's name. I think I could I could really uh, I could really have some fun with that. I think Derek would be hard for anybody, right? Because he's new to the league. We don't necessarily know him as well, so we don't really want to like really crap on him with a horrible team name like we would with Jason and he wouldn't care. Right. But, um, so that one might be difficult, but, uh, I think I would have fun with Kelly's name. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Derek, he wasn't going to not join the league over this, but he does not like the last place team gets named thing. He figures it's punishment enough to finish last. So I would probably use Kate gloves if it was him, but Kelly was pretty good with us as far as what she could have named the league, though she she took a little bit of a dig these two years. So I don't think she's the one I'd want to name, though. What about you, Alex? No, I wouldn't want to. All right, so it's not her. Yeah, the only one I really want to name is Jay, and that's it. So is it going to be the name he keeps talking about, or do you have another thing you another direction you'd go? Yeah, what was it like, poo poo pee pee or something? Yeah, I'd name him that. Absolutely, poop wiener, poop Poop wiener. wiener. Yeah, I do that. Not not Dick Cheese to the Reckoning. Yeah, no. <laughs> that was one of the other options, but no, I'd, I'd probably stick to Poop Wiener. <laughs> well, I think Kelly drafted a great team. Just injuries out of her control took her out, and nobody thought Lamar Jackson was going to fall off the face of the earth. Well, I guess she traded. Terry McLaurin for Lamar Jackson probably wasn't a wise move, but uh, I think she made great draft picks and just kind of two years of being relatively injury-free, just kind of came due at once for her. So she'll be back. She's a great team. I think she's got a good keeper for next year, so I think she will be in fine shape. Number nine. Derek. Yeah, Derek. All right, Alex, you're two for two so far. Derek was not. Stays nine. Unfortunately, he was in a bad – I felt bad for him. He going into last – going into this week – he was the seventh seed, and there was still no way he was going to make the playoffs, even if he won. But it wound up not working out. And for better or for worse, it was this year worked out nicely that nobody's going to not make the playoffs on a tiebreaker. You got six wins, you made the playoffs. You got less than six wins, you were out. Um, man, Derek just drafted some good players in theory, and just everybody, he couldn't buy a healthy running back to save his life this year. Yeah, he made some. Um, he made a lot of uh, gambles on picks, right? Or, or like, I wouldn't say reaches, but um, he made some some picks that were, you know, like whoa, like like the the. Um, uh, I don't see him on his on his team anymore. The the rookie quarterback from Cincinnati, why can't Burrow, right? Yeah. And you made the call on Burrow and and Miles Sanders and and Metcalf, right? Metcalf is excellent, but really wasn't on my radar to have be like a top five receiver this year. And and he was. He's he's three, right? Um, and he hit on him. Like I I can't I'll, I can't see one that he didn't hit on. It was just they kept getting hurt. Um, so it's not like he made bad picks. Um, he made some really good um well-researched picks that if they stayed healthy he's he's in the playoffs right um it just he just got bit by the injury bug too too much this year 
Have you guys, has what happened this year given you anything that you're going to think about next year when you draft? Um, maybe to give that some more context, I think a lesson I learned this year is my wide receivers are going to be more, I'm going to be more intentional about connecting them to good quarterbacks. Hmm. Um, no, I mean, like, I usually try to draft from good offenses, right? Like I'll take a chiefs player. Um, I'll, I won't take a lions or a jets offensive player. Um, things like that. Right. So I usually go team based. Um, and, uh, but the other thing is I never really thought that, I mean, okay, if I have a good running back, great. And I have a decent second one, I'm, I'm golden. Um, the other lesson I learned is you really need at least two, if not three really good running backs, right? Cause they just receivers are too up and down. Um, besides the obvious top five, they're just too up and down where running backs are more consistently high end points. So. What about you, Alex, anything that this season has kind of given you to kind of be mindful of when we go into our next draft? Um, yeah, it's the same thing that I always make mistake I make every year is when a player is really, really good and then they're not good. And then in the off season, they say, don't worry, I'm going to be better next year, guys. I've been working really hard. Probably not true. Mm-hmm. I think that's really good. I think the player that I'm going to be most mindful of that with is Joe Mixon. I'm done. This was just, I lived that roller coaster last year. He got paid. He got to an age where, I don't know, I'm done. I can, no matter what I hear about him in camp reviews, I'm moving on. Um, eight. Matt. Yeah, Matt. Okay. I'm going to go Jason. Uh, you're both wrong. Is it I, me? Love that you st- I love that you still have somebody in the playoffs in the eight spot. It's Alex then. Is it me? Is it? Who did you guys say it was before? I said Uh, Matt. And I said Jason. I apologize. Um, I can't get into it without giving away the formula, but you were correct, Lucas. Um, Jason was seven, falls a spot to eight. I... I was flabbergasted that Jason took Juju Smith-Schuster again this year. Like, like he will go back. And Aaron, well, Aaron Rodgers paid off, but he picked some guys. Like, I just would never have thought he would have taken another shot on, especially because of all of us. The one thing I've been talking about the last few years is Jason is just cold-blooded as far as he will drop a player, regardless of draft capital, I think far quicker than anybody in the league. So for him to kind of do this with a guy that just wasn't, terrible last year i was surprised and uh he's not really paid dividends and though i am surprised jay finished five and eight just with how well his running back did and how well aaron Rodgers did and how getting terry mclaurin i just think that um i think the thing i talked about him all year was he was just kind of in purgatory but unfortunately he just fell a little further below there and couldn't quite make it to the playoffs yeah, I mean, if you look at his schedule, he just couldn't string wins together, right? Uh, every time he won, he would lo- lose the next week. Um, 
And when he lost, he lost, right? Like he didn't score any points. And when he won, he scored a lot of points. So, I, I mean, I think that's indicative the Aaron and Aaron show, right? If, if they were on, he did good, but if they're not, I mean, you, you've got two of your best players on the same team. It's, it's a gamble sometimes, right? Um, and just goes to show you, you need more than a quarterback and a running back too. Um, even if they are the, what, fourth and fifth ranked at their positions. Um, yeah, he, he got those five wins because of them, but, uh, um, you know, it, when it didn't work, it, it really didn't work. I had not caught that until you said it, Lucas. He did not win consecutive games at any point this year. He had two yep. two-game losing streaks, and beyond that, it was, when, yeah, never anything else. It was very scattershot. Wow. Good call. And if you look at the losses, he averaged, like, around 100 points in his losses, and the wins were closer to 130 to 135. I haven't looked at as much detail as you have, and I hadn't thought about it. When you say that, though, it makes a lot of sense when he's got kind of these boom-bust guys like Juju and you've got Amari Cooper, who's definitely kind of a all-or-nothing guy. Yeah, I think the injury to, to Dak really hurt him there. Um, Cooper was doing really well until that happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the David Johnson thing, yeah, that uh, – and he did lose Aaron Jones for part of the year, so he was kind of minus his best player. So, who, uh, if this is your team, who's your keeper next year? You can't keep Aaron Jones. No. Um, it's either McLaurin or Cooper, I would think. I mean, Rodgers could be considered, but, um, I mean, there's, there isn't an obvious one where you're like, oh, I can I can end up drafting that player if I really want him, right? You know, usually you come down to that when you're thinking of your keeper of, well, I, I could get him in later rounds if I really want him. I should keep somebody else then. Um, could probably go for any one of those guys um, in, in that mold. So, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably do one of the receivers. Man. I think if I'm Jason, I'm actually hoping for a late pick in round one so that I can take one of the stud running backs and maybe justify Rodgers at that point because you're right, he could keep one of these. There's no nobody on his team would not be available in the 10th pick of the first round of this draft next year. Yeah, if, if he gets to the number one, number two pick again, whatever franchise pick he picks is, is not going to look good. Yeah, this is definitely going to be starting in a bad spot, so... Well, I guess I would ask you both this question. If you were Jason and your keeper was, what what would be your preferred draft spot? To start draft somebody earlier? What I talked about, maybe draft in the back back end of the first round? Or no, draft early so you can have a running back. Or would you rather be in the back the back or middle with uh, this keeper situation? I With that keeper situation, I'd rather be late, late round. Because um, then you get three players of late round caliber instead of one superstar early and then you've got your next two picks are mediocre right because you're you're at the the 19th 20th pick for your second pick and you don't have a clear-cut superstar with your keeper so you got one superstar on your team also a lot of the like the superstars next year might be kind of like risky because there's been so many injuries and things that have affected them 
So like what going into next, you can't Patrick Mahomes is going to be kept, and then after that, it's like Saquon Barkley was hurt, Christian McCaffrey who was hurt, uh, Dalvin Cook's going to be there. But he's so he's almost kind of dinged up. He misses. Yeah, so, it, so that first round is going to be hard again because it's like sure there's going to be all these guys that you have to take because of the potential is so high, but so I would stay stick to the end of the round, pass on those guys, maybe keep Aaron Rodgers, get two decent people, then you don't have to worry about like all the injury ridden dudes. Maybe. No, I like it. And, you know, I think one of the stats I shared with you guys a couple of years ago is the team with the first pick has made the title game um, over half the time. Um, and that may happen again this year for you, Lucas. But what we do know so far is that the top three seeds in the playoffs drafted seventh, eighth and tenth this year. So having a front end pick was not um, a game changer for anybody. Well, not this season because everybody else's front end picks got injured or traded. Yeah, right. yours you went through this earlier. Exactly. Yeah. Mine, mine hit, but then Jackson was traded. Thomas got hurt. Saquon got hurt. Uh, who's the other one in there that I'm missing? Zeke's been there's on my another... bench this year. Yeah, but there was somebody else in there that I think got hurt for the season. I mean, it was just, oh, Thomas Galway. and McCaffrey. So that yeah. was the, the two, maybe. But yeah, no, and that's that's what you see, right? Seven. Me. Now, Alex. Yeah, sorry about the confusion earlier, guys, but was was eight up a spot to seven, even though you are gonna lose this week, but you are in the playoffs. Made the playoffs. There it goes. Working my way downtown, coming fast. You know. The obvious answer to this question is J. Allen. So go to the next level for me. If I'm going to make a serious run in the playoffs, blank has to be there for the run. Kenyon Drake has to show up. He actually has to play like he can. That's the big one. I'm a little too afraid of starting Todd Gurley because he's so touchdown dependent. Um, it's Mike Evans. Mike Evans and Kenyon Drake have to play. That's it, pretty much. Tom Brady just hasn't been using Mike Evans like he should because he's yeah. amazing. And I don't know why he's not. But and then Kenya Drake, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know why that just doesn't work out. Because he's Tom Brady. I mean, look at New England. He always had eight different receivers he threw to. And yeah, but when he had Randy Moss, he took advantage of Randy Moss. Well, and Gronkowski, I guess. Yeah, I'm not saying Mike Evans. Yeah, I'm not saying Mike Evans is Randy Moss, but he's like he's the same. I don't know. That's what needs to happen. Those two guys. I think those are the two guys it kind of hinges on. I don't know. I, I kind of like your Jarvis Landry pickup there, too. I think that was a sneaky under-the-radar snag, and um, that may make a difference for you in the playoffs, too. Yeah, as long as the Browns aren't playing in bad weather, he's a pretty good, uh, pretty good guy to have. Dolphin, right? Jarvis? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I was thinking about Miles Gaskins. I want to bring him up now. Jarvis. Sounds <laughs> right. That's something. Oh, yeah, and Miles Gaskin. I, I thought putting him on IR forever ago might have been a dumb move, but I did it anyway. Kept on hold on. So maybe if, he'll, if he keeps playing, that'll be pretty good, too. So we'll see. No, but I apologize for taking us off track, but I agree, Lucas. Man, I think that it really, it really does seem like it has been addition by subtraction with Odell Beckham getting injured. It seems like Baker Mayfield just looks like a lot better quarterback. Jarvis is kind of looking like what Jarvis used to look like. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sorry. Can we camp there for a second? Baker Mayfield looks like a really good quarterback. That just pains me to hear and to say. That's just one of those things where it's just like it. It seemed like, like with Brady Quinn and all the other quarterbacks that they've had, it was just like a match made in heaven for that team. And Baker is just like such a douche. And it was like, yep, perfect. Yep, he'll he'll fail there too. And now they're not. And it's just like, okay, well now they're rubbing it into Detroit's face and stuff. But now I I just continue to be surprised at how well the Browns are doing. Yeah. Yeah, I just I will be curious. I just uh I'm invested in Baker because obviously if he plays well then Nick Chubb has a chance to do well and I definitely need that. Um yeah, but I, I like, go ahead. I was gonna say my uh, Lions and Browns playoff thing still in the works. See what happens. Lions are only one game back, so yeah, thanks for that yeah. uh that comeback this week. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Unrelated, but I wanted to ask. I had seen just a snippet that Tracy Walker might play for non-injury-related reasons. Was did he play? Was there something going on with him? Did he like X? Never mind. I won't say that on the radio. Yeah, I I have no idea. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I don't know either. Actually, do you guys know if he played? I, I don't remember him playing. Think I don't remember him seeing watching a play from him. I don't. Uh, four. T- sorry, just looked it up. Four tackles. I don't get what happened. He, I had him last year. I loved every minute of it, and he seemed like he had a good start to the year. But s- ten total tackles in the last four games. So I don't know. Lions defense is just not doing well. Yeah, but when defenses don't do well, safeties are awesome because they've got to. Somebody's got to make the tackle because even the Lions don't give up a touchdown every play. So, so Lions have this great defense where their mentality is don't let them get the 80-yard plays, but keep letting them get eight over and over and over and over and over. So, Yeah, we're saying the same thing, though. When that's your defense, so your line, those are the linebackers and DBs you want because they're going to be the – those guys are never getting tackled by the defensive linemen. Yeah, so, well, I mean, there's some defense when they chase them back, but it's, it's been like a lot of linebackers. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but – Alex, who on your team, um, conversely, will you have to start and be the most concerned that they are just going to do nothing next week? Whoever my like third wide receiver is. I've had such bad luck. I always have like one wide receiver that gets two points. So Travis Fulgham failed me utterly. I think he did great. Picked him up, failed me utterly every week I started him. Um Devontae Parker, I'm afraid he's just going to get pull a two point game. Uh, it's basically like my flex spot. It's just whoever I put in there is just going to be this guy that's either going to get me 10 or two. And I'm hoping it's 10. What is your inclination at this week? Josh Allen versus the number one ranked, gosh dang it, uh, Steeler defense, pardon me, or. Deshaun Watson having to go to Chicago, the sixth ring to pass defense against quarterbacks. I think I'm going to do Deshaun Watson partially because I need a swing for the fences. So if I, if I play a guy, if I play Allen and imagine he does do well, I'll get lower points with my defense anyway. <laughs> so I shouldn't really have two people that go against each other. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Cause I need all the points. I need both of them to do well. I'm going to win in the first week. So I might do Deshaun Watson and then Steelers defense and then, See how it goes. Also, I think the Bears, I don't know. 
I think I think they can beat the Bears in the air. Stafford did it with no wide receivers. But their run defense is amazing. But I don't have to worry about their run defense because Deshaun Watson's going to be chucking it. All right. Alex, um, who would you rather play if you won in round one? Would you have to rather have to go play Carly or Bobby? Carly? Because I think Carly's had the lowest lows. I think. And that's what I need to win. Okay. <laughs> the lowest low. <laughs> that usually like, does get you a win. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, if Bobby just gets, like, a high, like a decently high average every week, I can't beat that. I need someone that accidentally score 80 points for me to win. So. All right. Six. Matt. Matt. Was six, stay six. Lucas, uh, playoff-wise, Alex will make it, and Matt will not. Jenkins-wise, Matt should be the sixth team. Who is correct? Um, <laughs> Wait, Alex is here with us. Why are you asking me this? It's okay, Lucas. Matt's team is better. <laughs> well, yes, that, that that is where I was going with this. And I said it earlier, right? It's the one team I didn't want to face. Um, I know like they talk about lowest of lows, right? Like they have the potential to put up 160, 170 easy any week. And he did this week. I think he's high score this week. Right. So, um, you know, Hey, when you got all your eggs in the Pittsburgh basket and they end up being the last team to, for a loss in the regular season and we're going into the playoffs, um, obviously they've done well all year and, and that's been, and to supplement that with Delvin Cook and Adam Thielen and Kelvin Ridley, like, no, I if the eye test shows me that that he should be above Alex. Any, I'm with you about what the benefits are of having so many Steelers players or from a particular team that's high upside. But is that something you also would want to be leery of because a bad week is going to kill you? Like oh, absolutely. Bad... Yeah, and we've talked about that with Jason, right? You know, with the the Packers, with the Aaron and Aaron show, um, and and I'm sure we've seen that with um, with Matt's Matt's team as well throughout the season, right? Um, you know, he he just he just went up against some unfortunate matchups early on in the season. He scored 120s, 130s to start the the season. Um, what the week one, he scored 155 points against me and I scored 162. Right. So it, the potential was always there. Um, I don't know. I'm just looking through his, his schedule. Ironically enough, his first two wins, uh, he scored less than 120 points. So <laughs> it seemed like uh, karma was starting to come back for him there. Um, but what 155, 131, 144, 156, 157, 153. Um, he, just, he had the potential on that roster. It just didn't, dice didn't roll for him this year. Jeez, I forgot that he started 0-5. Oh, hell of a comeback. And there were just bad things that worked against him. Like, like there was, I think the game he lost to you maybe, like Calvin Ridley put up zero points. Like, and he's been dominant yeah. all year. Um. 
both games against me, he scored 155 points and 144 points, and he lost them both. I mean, that was that was like me last year, right? Like I know I know how that feels. You, you put up all those points and you still lose because you play the second highest scoring team of the week or something. In one of the things we talked about last week, he he lost five matchup three matchups by ten or less, and like five by less than twelve, uh, 12 or fifteen, and didn't have any wins to offset it. And just a quick no, no, don't wake up, don't wake up. Um, quick autocorrect. It was Alex. He be, he lost to you, Alex, by three, and Calvin Ridley put up zero. Mm-hmm. Who are you keeping on this team? You can't keep Dalvin. Yeah, that's the obvious answer, right? Um, ah, that's a good question. Stafford. Keep mm-hmm. keep Matt Stafford. I'm not sure the Lions are keeping Matt Stafford. Well, that's why I was saying that half tongue in cheek, but yeah. yeah, that's why. He'll get traded to a contender and he'll blow up and be a top five quarterback next year. Um no, it's it's Thielen or Ridley, right? It's they're top ten receivers. It's it's one of those two. I'm with you. I think I would pick Ridley because he's younger and I think he's gonna start to become the Batman to Julio's Robin versus it being the other way. And I think I also think that's going to happen with Adam Thielen and Jefferson. That Thielen's going to be the number two, but I think it's one of those two. What about you, Alex? Are you in the same boat, or are you going a different direction for Matt's keeper? I'd probably go the same direction. I just it's 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 one of those situations where he doesn't really have like a great thing to keep, which stinks. But I mean, you know, of the choices, that doesn't seem. Too bad, right, Lucas? Yeah, well, I'm trying to remember which one he picked first in the draft. Was it Thielen or Ridley? I think it was Ridley, right? So if you go by the old mantra of whoever your first draft pick was, better be your keeper, otherwise you're not doing good that year, right? Um, <laughs> what? But what? I, I think they. I'm pretty sure that he went back to back with those. No, he went Kenny Galladay. That's right. He yeah. picked Galladay first, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. Keep Galladay at home. Um, yeah. I haven't looked, but I think Thielen was, I would think Thielen had to go first. Wasn't Galladay's first round pick? I thought Galladay was his first round pick. Oh, Galladay was, but I, I thought your question was which of those two did he draft before the other? Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, either way, right? It's it's going to be one of those those two receivers. And I like your, your thinking on that too, Steve, right? Uh, Ridley seems to be surpassing Julio, where Thielen seems to be starting to take a backseat to Jefferson. Um, but still, I mean, Thielen put up great numbers again this year, so um, couldn't go wrong with either one. That's true, and I think that Matt, uh, Matt's kind of like Bobby. I think he's just a guy that has a different draft philosophy. Yeah. She, she doesn't seem to like the Ridley pick at all. Maybe maybe no. that's uh, that's... Matt going with Thielen there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. good choices <laughs> to be made. Uh, so, that wasn't a great topic to go off on. I have a lot of talk about Matt's keeper. What were you going to say? All right, we're going to see if we can stick a little longer. Who's five? Five yeah, is going to be. Prompt us with another question. No, five is not me. Five is Steve. Oh. 
Alex, are you agreeing or are you still contemplating? No, I'm still going to say Lucas. Was five, I'm sorry, was five stays five, me? Boo. That is correct. You take a back seat to me, young man. <laughs> hey, I, uh, I, have a, I have a quick question. Who had, who had three for the over-under on a number of times Steve changes his team name during the season? <laughs> I uh, I did this one other year, like because like I was on a I lost five out of six, and I'm like I'm done. Like we're just changing the name. We got to change something up here. That was just uh, I tell you, I don't want to stay here too long. Um, but the two main things on my team are I've kept saying I think this team was going to if I could make it to the playoffs, this team was going to hit its stride similar to Kelly, I thought. And everything I thought has come true. My team, like, I'm not playing Zeke, and I'm not hurting. I am the the Chubb-Robinson combination has been fantastic. Brady is great. Debo was the wild card. He is finally looking like what the other wide receivers haven't been able to do this year. I don't have good matchups in the first round of the playoffs, but if I can get past that, um, my matchups are plus, um, so I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty okay about it. Um, I think you, uh, the team is in a good place. You've got the best kicker in the league. I was really proud of drafting him. I I ha- I, um, I remember at the draft, Kelly. I picked. I don't remember the round, but then after me, Kelly started a run of four straight kickers, and I was confident. I'm like. Young Waku, this is a. The Falcons are perfect. They're an offense that's good but not great, so they stall out a lot. Yeah. So he's going to yeah. get lots of opportunities. I think he'll make his kicks. So that worked out well. Yeah, I mean, for Brady to do as well as he has this season was certainly a surprise for me. Um, it, you know, in our other league, I, I drafted him as my number one quarterback, and I immediately felt dirty, but he was the best available. <laughs> And so I immediately turned around and picked up Aaron Rodgers as my backup because I just did not I I didn't like it. He's he's fifty seven years old. He's gonna fall off the 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 horse at some point. I figured this is the year he switched teams. And sure enough, I mean, like he's had some really crap games, like yeah. really, really bad ones. Um, but no, your your James Robinson pick, um, that's really helped offset your Ezekiel. Zeke doing as, as poorly as he has this season. One of you will be my opponent, so I'm going to ask you to set that aside for a second as best you can. With Chubb playing as such a high-ranked Baltimore Ravens defense, do you contemplate putting Zeke in against a better matchup for Chubb, or do you play the player over the talent? I don't think I would. Um, yeah, go ahead. I'm just saying, you're asking if you, I wouldn't just play Chubb over Zeke anyway. Like, no matter the, Zeke over Chubb because it's a better matchup. Yeah, so I'm saying I wouldn't do that. No, okay. especially with how Zeke's been doing. No, not at all. Comparatively. So I I'm I'm with Alex all the way. Right, Chubb seems to be one of those players that can uh, overcome the good defense. Um, you know, and there's there's not a lot of them out there, but. You know, like Devontae Adams, I don't care if they're playing the number one pass defense, I'm playing Devontae Adams, right? Yeah. Um, 
The one thing that gives me pause is as I look at Chubb's numbers, removing the game he got hurt in at Dallas, the only other time he scored less than 13 and a half points was week one against Baltimore and they play Baltimore. So he did already go up against the number one rush defense and he did not do well. And um, I think so that's good. Yeah, that would, that would be what gives me pause. And I think that's exactly it because um, the way it's lined up the last, cause you know, I've had Chubb every year. He's been in the league the last two years. He has played Baltimore in week 16 of the uh, playoffs. I'm sorry, week 15 and then week 16. And he has not delivered in the playoffs. I'm also a little scared there. And if Zeke, Zeke has not played great, but he's not been terrible. If I didn't have these two guys, I could live with him as my flex quality player. So if I think he's got a little more of a manageable matchup, I think it's going to be matchup dependent. If I've got a swing for the fences, Chubb, if I need to be a little, just not screw up, I think I might go Zeke. So anyway, that is enough on my team. Um, oh, I guess I'll just ask you the guys we, question we've been talking about. Who would you keep next year? Chubb? Or I'm sorry, you can't keep Chubb. So is it Robinson? Yeah. Yeah. I would keep Robinson. Yep. I'd be too afraid of Zeke. Yeah, no, I would not keep Zeke. Well, I don't know. It depends. I don't know. With with Dak Prescott, Zeke was awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, no, it's still Robinson. I still keep Robinson though. Yeah, All but right, guys, with... I'm going to pause this conversation. We're going to come right back to it. I don't know if anybody else is okay. watching the game, but we are. Baltimore is going to kick a field goal, and if it hits, Kelly's going to go up by two, and that will be the death now. And if he doesn't make it, that might this might be Baltimore's last score because they might be running clock after this. I am but... still – no, he made it. Oh, you're ahead of me. He made it. Well, no, she's ahead of me. Oh, he made it, so – Guys, I think we know. I think we now know what the lineups are going to be next week. Who am I playing? You're going to play. You are going to play me, and Lucas is going to play Cam. Oh man. Yeah. So the good news is one of the brothers will make it to the next round, but both of them will not. So Steve, then I might go Elliot because you may not need to swing for the fences. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Waller ain't going to be getting no 45 points again. No, that's not going to have the best game in fan tight end history again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, four. Me. Lucas. Was four, stays four. Any feels then, Lucas, about how now knowing your matchup, or would just you didn't particularly care which of the three of us you tackled in this round? I am happy to plea, be in the playoffs. Um, again, I feel like I'm like Matt's team a bit, right? Like I can put up 170, 180 any given week. Um, the players that can do that are healthy and, um, it, it's just a matter of whether they do it or not. Right. You know, Mahomes, God, that Mahomes Tyreek Hill game was just a beauty to watch. And I was so glad I wasn't playing cam then. Now that being said, <laughs> Um, and I'm playing Cam next week. Oh, God, that sucks, right? Um, but it was either Cam or Kelly, right? Because this week I played Kelly, and he threw to Kelsey all the freaking time. And it's just – it's it's the great equalizer against Mahomes. Um, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. So 
And of course I, I get one of those in, in the first week of the playoffs, but um, yeah. Um, I would also like to, to quietly just kind of celebrate um, as I look through the history of the Jankings. Um, I started number one and four is the lowest I ever went all season. Oh, so far. No, this is the end of the regular season. So, so <laughs> I'm calling true. it right here. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that that's kind of nice. So, I, I I guess there's no curse, right? You know, because you picked <laughs> me one preseason. I'm the only one that stayed in the top four all season. So, all right, I got I can I guess I can let you off the hook now. You know, it was a it's a good point about Adams. I don't know if you watched the game but there i think it was the first touchdown adams had it was first and goal get it they got it they completed to adams down to like the one second and goal incomplete pass to adams third and goal touchdown to adams like he just he locks in and aaron Rodgers just throws the ball wherever he's kind of a stat whore yeah he is um and and he gets detroit next week Oh God! Oh Lord Almighty! You would say that, but week two they played Detroit, and that was his worst stat line of the season. So same thing with 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 Chubb, right? Adams was three of thirty six against Detroit in week two for five point one points. The the only other time he had single digits all season was his first game back after the bye, after the injury um, against Tampa Bay, and, and he almost broke 10 in that one. So, um, and ever since week seven, he's scored at least one touchdown. So he's certainly on a roll, and I would assume he would continue to do that next week. Um, oh, my God, he's projected to get 22 points. When is, a, when is a wide receiver projected to get over 20 points? Jeez, maybe back in the Moss days when he was at the top of his game, but doesn't happen outside right. of that. So, and then we've got Seattle against the Jets. So I've got Carson and Lockett up against the Jets. Um, Mahomes is against the Dolphins. That might be a little bit more difficult, but it's at Miami, so I'm not worried about weather or anything there. So, you know, it is. I, I kind of like the matchups here um, going into next week. A little worried about Lockett, single digits, five of the last six weeks. Oh, sure. I'm always worried about Lockett every week. Uh, with Metcalf there, it's feast or famine. Um, it's, he either has 30 points or he has five, right? Like there's nothing in between with him. So, um, so I, but I, I'm keeping him in there, right? Ever since that 50-point game that I had him on the bench, I haven't had him on the bench since. And I'll, I'll take the five or six points because, you know, he's got that capability and – I swear to God, I'm not going to lose because I kept him on the bench. So, who was the third one of your big three then? Mahomes, Adams, and who? If you're going to make a run, Carson mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, he, he, you know, he's he's back from the injury. It was nice. He had a decent game this past week. Still a little bit injured, but still, I mean, he's he's my all heart team. Um, <laughs> But not quite up there with Frank Gore because he did not play through his injury. So, All right. I think that yeah, I think that's good call. Stay in the top yeah. four 
You're, when when did you move in? How long have you been in that spot? I have been in the fourth spot since week six. Jeez, okay. Who's three? That is not going to be Bobby, and it's not going to be Carly Cam. Boom. Uh, Cam goes from one back to three. Ooh, it, yeah. Ooh, he had a really shitty week. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Bob was three, stayed three. This was a. You would have thought this was a battle between two teams trying to get the eight seed versus ah. two teams playing for a divisional bye. I mean, they both just went limp in this thing. I. I don't know in front of me, but it's going to be like 102 to 88 is the final of this. This has just been a a pitiful, mm. pitiful performance across the board. Worse, worse than that, 99 to 78. Jeez Louise. Okay, so it was, well, Bobby had enough good weeks that he was able to get in off of this. My word, need a point up or need a point down on Bobby going into the playoffs? Down. I mean, down um, compared to the beginning of the year. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, you know, he would if you didn't rank him preseason seven, uh, he'd be right there with me in the the top four all all season because he he shot to number three in week one and he never got lower than four beyond that. Again, this would be very clear to not be hyperbolic, but I do wonder if Derrick Henry is going back from being elite to just really good. He's had some good weeks, but he's also had some dud slash eh in the last few weeks. And this is a team, I don't think he can, I don't think Bobby can make an extended run if Derrick Henry is eh to medium for uh, these two games. Yeah, if he can get Derrick Henry and Russell Wilson to get back to where they were beginning mid-season then he's fine again um and uh but but you have to live with it right it's derrick henry you're not gonna not play him um he's got what he's gonna get the buy this week right Bob. Yeah, buy. um so great you know <laughs> that's a win um and then in the next week derrick henry's got detroit um, and we all know how that is going to go. There's no way Detroit is going to be able to stop him. Um, no. So he'll be he'll be fine. Needles pointing down, but I I would still feel good if I was Bobby right now. Yeah, especially you get a week to sort your lineup out, and just you know it's easier when you're one of four teams left versus one of six. Alex, you look like you have a look on your face. Something you are thinking? Oh, I was just thinking about something. None relevant. My bad. Was not a football thought. Sure. You can't keep Julio. Who's your keeper next year, Derrick Henry? That's not. I really. I mean, who would really keep Julio compared to Derrick Henry? I got. Oh, never mind. You're just saying who he can't keep. Yeah. To, to notify us, I was like, guys, big news. He cannot keep Julio Jones. What's he going to do? He only has Derrick Henry. <laughs> I was like, that's okay. Yeah, Derrick Henry is a great keeper. Yeah. I don't have anything to add to that. That is 100% true. There you go. 
And not quite in the end zone. Okay. Two. That's going to be Cam. That's going to be Cam. After grabbing the spot for one week, Cam has returned home to the number two spot. And quite honestly, I am surprised with a performance like this. He didn't go farther down on janky principle alone. (laughs) I think he is surprised as well. Do you blip on the radar like we all have? We talked about this earlier. So blip on the radar like we all have had during the year or... A little bit of trouble because unlike Bobby, he doesn't get a week to sort it out. He's he's back on the he's back on the skyline next week. No, I'd say this week is certainly a blip um, on that roster. Right, I'm not looking forward to going up against a bear again. Um, oh, wonderful! They're playing Atlanta, so that's not going to be a low scoring game or anything. Um, Talked about it earlier. The running back situation is what gives me a little hope against him next week. Uh, Jacob's out. Uh, Kareem Hunt going up against Baltimore, right? Same thing that you have with Chubb. Antonio Gibson, not sure what, what's going to happen with him, if he's going to be out for an extended time. Connor should be back, but those are all against decent decent defenses. So, um, I, I mean, I, I see the opening. And, I and think, if Tyreek does well, that means Mahomes does well. I was going to ask this, but I think you sort of answered it. When you're in a, this general sense of one one person's going to have Mahomes and the other is Tyreek, is it more advantageous to kind of have Tyreek in that situation? Because you kind of call yes. it, he's, that's the equalizer to Mahomes, he and Kelsey, because then if Mahomes goes boom, it takes away some of the damage. Well, no, I'd rather have the receiver in the receiver quarterback matchup because, um, you know, if sure there's there's a chance that their quarterback does well and he doesn't pass to your receiver, um, but uh, you know, you at least then you have a receiver that gets thirty five forty points that then the other person has to match in a, the receiver position, right? Because okay, so then their quarterback gets forty while your quarterback can get forty. Um, so I'd rather have the receiver in that in that matchup. No, it makes a ton of sense. I think there is. I think there's going to be an unintended benefit for Bobby that if it holds, two of the top three receivers in Carolina, or for Cam, two of the top three receivers in Carolina are on the COVID list. So that is going to open up Robbie Anderson for a number of targets next week, potentially. But we don't know if they will be back or not. So that could be an X factor. Wonderful. Your cam um, next year is your keeper Herbert Prescott or other? He kept Tyreek, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Not Herbert. I have, yeah, definitely not Herbert. If if you are going to keep a quarterback, keep Dak, but I don't know. You're saying no to no quarterback. Neither of those quarterbacks is who you keep, Alex? I I agree with Noel. I'm I'm having trouble, like, pulling up his list. My computer's being lame. That's why I'm I'm stalling for time at the current moment in time. All right. For the time needed to look at his 
Well, why don't we still wait on uh, Cam's keeper, pardon me, since we know that he is his season is not done quite yet. Maybe we'll revisit that whenever that is. Um, number one. Uh, Gordy. Carly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, right, Carly. You were close, though. <laughs> what a first, man, I just, what a first year in the league to just 10 and 3. Everything came up roses. What a, what a great start she had. We talked about your prediction, Cam, that, or <laughs> Alex, I'll get names right eventually. That the Browns and the Lions make the playoffs. I said one of the rookies is going to the title game, and Carly's pretty darn close. She's only got to win once. We'll see. Still got, still got to win that one though. And is it going to be against me or you? Carly will get you or I. Yes. Oh, and that's going to be a tough matchup to win because you or I are sleeper picks. Let me tell you what. I know the other people around their league. They're like that's Steve and Alex game. No one knows who's going to win that because those are two good teams. Alex hasn't broken 135 points all year, but I'm pretty sure he can come out swinging. <laughs> well, you would have outscored her by 50 last week. Yep. <laughs> but if you didn't play Darren Waller. No, you still would have lost. But not by a lot. <laughs> no, it would have been closer. Yep. Significantly. <laughs> How actively does Carly watch the league there, Lucas? Is she pretty invested or kind of like, oh, this what, is fun? What do you mean watch the league? Watch um, the like, games on Sunday or follow yeah. what's going on? Is she as miserable as Kelly or I if we lose? Or is she more in the Alex camp of, oh, well. Oh, no, she's way more on the side of, of, of you and Kelly camp uh, than, than Alex camp for sure. Um, no, when she... <laughs> So week 12, when she played Cam um, in the, probably the most lopsided matchup in league history, um, <laughs> she, was, she was on vacation. She was in Orlando. She was at Disney. And I texted her during the Sunday games when it was quite obvious what was happening. And uh, I, I said, do me a favor. Don't look at how your team is doing. Just enjoy your vacation. Right, you know, because oh, it would have it ruined the trip, right? And she's like, "No, it's already too late," <laughs> right? So she was she was checking her team while she was in line for rides at Disney World, right? So that's that's something that a Steve would do. Um, oh yeah. So she's on she's on that side of the camp. Here's one for you. Um, if I had to rank who I think cares the least about their results in a fantasy football game, Alex, I think you're one. I think Matt's two. Who's three? Hey, I care. I just don't think you guys see me when I care because it doesn't take me long to stop caring. I didn't say don't care. Care is the least of the ten of us. Okay, I was going to say, I but care a lot while I'm watching. Process. I'm just going to let go, you know? I'm just going to let go once it's done. Okay, so do you not think then you are the one who cares the least? I mean, I might still be, but I just want to put in that asterisk. Okay. It's not that we don't think you don't care. I know that you do. Okay. So we think, I think that you have a little bit of a better balance of that than I do. So, and then we think it's you. Then we think it's Matt. Who's three? I think there's a huge gap <laughs> until you get to number three. Um, 
Bob is the wild card for me because it does seem like, yeah, he, he cares. He knows his stuff. Um, well, everybody knows their stuff, but I, I don't hear a lot from him on Sunday, so I'm not sure, right? Um, you know, Jason, quite often, he'll be the one that starts the conversation, right? Yeah, Because right? he'll be complaining about his guys or the guys that he's playing or something like that. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't have an answer for you. I think we're all kind of on the same level after that point. You're right, though. There was something about that last of his three championships really dialed him in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe that's it. I just have to win one. I just got to get the taste of victory. Then I'll... <laughs> Once you only taste losing, you just kind of get used to it. <laughs> Oh man! All right. I got I got one more uh, I got one more stat for you here on Carly's team. That's rather quite interesting, and probably it helps explain why she's been besides yeah. last week num- number one since week three. Um, besides her week one loss to Jason, in which she scored 140 points, her two losses she scored 86 and 90 points in. Right, so that's what gives me hope against her she she can have a week that is just absolute trash her lowest point total the rest of the season was 125 points jeez okay but hey two out of 13 weeks she has cratered so you know that's a one in six shot there's a hope (laughs) you need a team that that can pop 180 points right steve man oh man yeah just uh yeah, I don't know. I don't talk about me. Okay, so those are the top 10. Lucas, who has been in their spot the longest now? Um, I think it's Carly. No, Lucas, Carly's only been in her spot one week now. Oh, right, because of that. Um, then it is. Ooh, between you and me. You've been fifth since week six. It's a tie between you and me. And I've been fourth since week six. <laughs> nice. What was it the week before? Did we switch spots? You were six and I was three. Okay. All right. I sent Cam a note late for his prediction, so we may not know these going into the uh, week, but we will start it. So, uh, to give you guys an update, we sucked last week. ESPN went four and one in predictions. I went three and two. Alex, you were two and three. Say, get up. You doing okay? Um, Lucas, you and Cam were both one and four. Yeah, so that's about four. right. <laughs> well, you all picked against me. So, um, actually, I picked against me too. For the year, the leader in the clubhouse, ESPN, has a five game lead over Cam, who's got a two game lead over me. Has a Five-game lead over Alex. Actually, we'll just get to it. Um, Alex, you are 29 and 36 on the year. Lucas, you are 20 and 30. So, as we go into the last week of the regular season, we we will go with the matchup of the week is going to be two Cam versus four Lucas. Alex, who do you have? Lucas. Yeah, I, I, 
I got confidence in my boys. Although it sounds like I have the worst record in this, so maybe I should be picking Cam. <laughs> no, I'll I'll go with me. All right. down there don't bang your head for just one second i'm going to agree and take lucas without cam's opinion yet five steve versus seven alex we uh let's hedge my bets again and say you alex lucas who do you have yeah sorry alex i have to go with steve okay alex I'm also going to hedge my bets, and I'm going to say Alex. I have to double-check this. So seven. seven, Matt versus ten, Derek. No, 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 sorry. Seven, are we Matt sure we know, we know what the seven, eight, nine, ten matchups are, are going to be? Um, I think we will know if... if Tucker misses this extra point. That's going to change things. Otherwise, I think we're done here. So I guess you, Lucas, you're ahead of me. So if you know already, if he shanks it, because Baltimore just got in the end zone. So that's he's lined up for the kick for me. So I don't know. Maybe it's further ahead for you, but this will be this will cement it. No, I I do not know yet. Kick is up and. Good. Yes, so we should be cemented with Matt Seven. Oh, it's a flag. Oh, my word, no. Oh, that's that's why I don't know. So even if he misses, uh, Kelly will still be ahead of me because that's only minus one. Extra points aren't minus two? No. Okay. Minus one. Well, what would be the total on that then? Uh, If he misses, which he did not, he made it. Yeah, winning now. You have been winning. See, this is this is her not paying attention because she's not in the playoffs. She doesn't even know there's a game on. All right, so then yes, we are cemented that it is going to be Matt seven, Derek. I'm sorry, Jason eight, Kelly nine, Derek ten. So it's Matt and Derek versus Jason and Kelly. Yep. Okay. So in the 7-9 versus, oh, come on, sorry guys, it screws up. Six, Matt, in the Jenkins versus nine, Derek. Lucas, who you got? Uh, Matt. Alex. Matt. Going to call it a clean sweep. And then that is going to leave eight, Jason, versus ten, Kelly. I am going to go ahead and take... Kelly and that. Lucas? Kelly. Jason. <laughs> Sorry, Alex, my word. I am also going to pick Kelly. Don't get the Rona, guys. Um, all right. So we have made it to the end of the regular season. What are your playoff recommendations? Oh, my gosh. What have I... Hey, you know what I'm going to recommend, Steve? Perfect. It's Christmas season. Do you have Do you have Da Plus? Yes, Disney Plus. Plus. No, Disney Plus. Da yes, Plus. I do. Yes. Okay. 
there's a new Christmas movie that came out last year that I would recommend you watch because it has your namesake namesake in it, and it is called Noel. <gasps> That's who she's named after. Did you not know? Did I not know that? I don't Did think you know I that. that. Is yeah. that how you, where you got the name? My wife got our daughter's name from Starbucks. Oh, okay. Well, there is a movie on the plus called Noel and Noel is the sister. Well, the, the daughter of Santa and Santa passes down the family business to her brother, but her brother goes AWOL. That does sound so like she's something. Got to find him. Yeah. Oh, right. It's a decent one. It's got it's got Anna Kendrick in it, and I'm a fan mm-hmm. of Anna Kendrick. So, oh, my yeah. wife's a fan too. So I think that might be a good watch. Maybe okay. Yeah, she's cool. What uh, What is your recommendation, Alex? I've been watching Queen's Gambit. Mm. Now, lady, who was living up an orphanage, Janitor taught her chess. She took a bunch of. Uh, Drugs and played chess and did super great at chess. Yeah, that's got it. I know Carleen loves it. This is actually Derek's recommendation a few weeks ago. Now you've recommended it. And I oh, think I forgot. Luke said, I think you've seen it. No, no, it's on my list. It's on my Netflix list. I haven't watched it yet, though. So it's decent. I mean, it's not like I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the best show ever. And I keep watching, but I'm just like, it's shot really well and like it's told really well. And I think that's the part I appreciate it about. I'm not like super heavily involved in the story. I, there is like one dude that acts like all tough and cool and he plays chess and wears a cowboy hat. And I'm very intrigued by him as a character. Let's see where that one's going. <laughs> but, you know. Like. I am going to recommend Superstore. Um, I spent seven years in a grocery store and it just talks to my heart. I uh, really, really enjoy it. So. That is my recommendation. So to the four teams that didn't make the playoffs, um, Kelly, you were an honorable champ for two years. Very impressive. Derek, you showed you belong in the league. Just good choices went bad. Matt, I have no idea how you didn't make the playoffs. Jason, I have really, it, you have really become a quality fantasy football player. I think you're actually a better player than you were the years you won the championship. So um, you all had... You all had good arguments to make the title of the championship playoffs this year. Just wasn't your year. Uh, To the five of you who are in this with me, the weeks you play me, I wish you nothing but ill to everybody else. Best of luck. Until then, say goodnight, Gracie. I don't know who that is.